0: Only the Leagues. Only the alliance Leagues. A, a,
1: a grain of rice. A, a, a
0: grain of rice. you going to tip the scale. Just remember
2: that. On, There's a small bit
1: of
0: a needle there. Now, come on, Mayo. You've got to get Andy Moran into the game. We're missing what's
2: the show. Then we're no longer the a whipping
3: gentlemen how are you
0: (laughs) (laughs) he's gone back to the
2: soccer
0: (laughs) (laughs) another trophy cock lads bailing you out again yeah boy great win yesterday there's a
3: small bit of a needle there Mm -hmm. says (laughs) Eddie. derek how are
1: you good
3: we're neutral today there are the two of us um yeah. Clare got a win So I, I, we're off the bottom of the table It's it off Lee Limerick Now scrapping it out for relegation There awesome. in our division And your, your boys uh, held on <laughs> Good save from, from your keeper um, But the two on the top right-hand corners I'm looking on the bottom left There's a new tie on show today TJ You're very well dressed yourself Of course the Gaelic grounds in the background I'm dressed for work, But um TJ it's a city a city this morning waking up to bottom of the table seven weeks away from championship. He's the flag up as well. He's the flag up. No, no I tell you, he's getting carried away. TJ are you worried.
0: I suppose Please the key the up. key question, the key question for you, Mark, is is the tie for some poor misfortune later in the day, or is that the nineteen ninety eight suit after coming out of the closet? <laughs> that
3: won't fit him anyway. Okay. <laughs> that is the I, key
0: question.
2: I particularly put on the red and white color no TJ, just for you, right? Because we had a reasonably good weekend on the lee side. We had Quavy color securing um, some Jack in the Box League matchup, some trophy. I don't know whether he'd be parading it or entering through the streets. No trophy. The pool, but highly unlikely. But gee, he did a lot of dancing last night in the dress room, and f I can see. And then we had um, Roy Downey, former Glen Rovers footballer, show colors, even played a bit of football, Delaney's actually. He was playing with the Irish basketball team that beat Cyprus over the weekend. And obviously, then, of course, the big game of the weekend, restoring a small little bit of prize, going out to Limerick and uh, taking a couple of pair of points in the league. So, an important weekend for Cork all around.
3: Yeah, there's, um, there's league matches and there's league matches. And uh, I, I suppose in my old column there Saturday, I kind of said that, you know, I felt Cork had to... Man up, if, if that's the right way of saying it. I don't know. But um, certainly we got that response, Derek. I, I will, well, look, I just felt it was a necessary like that. OK, whatever happens in seven weeks will probably be the last laugh for whoever. Maybe they'll meet again. They could meet two more times after that. But league games, sometimes, you know, they just need to be. Um, and when we saw the Limerick team, maybe we said Kylie straight away. He didn't even pick his goalkeeper. You Not know, disrespect to suspect Barry Hennessy, what a brilliant save he made for Conor Lehan. For the, for the goal, um, for second goal, but uh, it, it was bigger for Cork, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, I know. I know. Kieran referenced that they didn't look back at the at the All Ireland final, but I'd say naturally, like in your own mindset, you'd be kind of saying it's going to figure, you know, um, in your preparation. So they needed to do that, and they did. They did. In fairness, I think you referenced the small but an needle. and it was you know, it, was, it, it builds it nicely. I'm in between. I'm in between heavy bank of training for Limerick. Cork needing to win what will happen in eight weeks' time, you know, you know, Limerick's panel not being as deep, perhaps, as we thought. I'm, I'm in between all those thought losses today, you know. But I'm, I'm I'm a little bit more worried than, than I would have been, you know, if, not for Limerick, not worried for Limerick, but I'm a little bit more, kind of, I suppose, in the trajectory, in terms of the graph. I'm, I would not be as confident that, that they can write a fight as easily, perhaps, as last year either. You know, I, you know I, without being sounding like a kind of doomsmonger or that, but I... Cork were very good yesterday, particularly the first half. Really, really on point, like... Up for, it. you know, tough, manly, all those things, you, you, you know. And I thought Limerick were, were just off it, and I, it's what, what it's down to, I suppose is it down to Corks being right up and at it, and Cork were a very good team as well. That's the one thing, you know. I, I you know, the All Ireland. I'm not saying it was a one off, but it was. Um, Limerick were freakishly good in the All Ireland final, and, and the one thing, and I said it to TJ Green yesterday. I, I think there hasn't been enough emphasis on how much of a loss Peter Casey is to Limerick as well. I, I you know, I think he's a, he's a different type of forward to the other forwards, and. And I think he's a, he's a significant loss to, to Limerick's um, ability to put three in a row together, you know.
3: Yeah, I yeah, okay, so I suppose he's a huge loss. Um, at the same time, from the starting 15 yesterday, you could probably say Nicky Quaid, Barry Nash, Burns, I don't know who, Gillan, Hago, Graham Mull that's seven, you know, yeah. <laughs> to, to start. So, um, no. You know, we don't know. all know what, what, you know, Rich English obviously playing, playing superb stuff. Um, a star, a sc- alarm Derek going off there, is it?
0: Cup of, cup of, cup of tea <laughs> in the way for Derek.
2: He's breaking the day, huh? or it the second break of the day? It sounds like a high like, man reversing in here, the new bell
1: we have in school
0: Next <laughs> time. <laughs> but, like,
3: on that respect, um, and we saw them coming on, and you know, the, the, a lot of them came on, and Graham will look sharp, I thought. and, you know, they all look sharp, I suppose. I mean, no, Nicky, he'll be good. But does that tint things a bit for you, Mac? Or are just happy looking at your own crowd?
2: Uh, I, I look, as I, I, I told you the story about, about Rachel Blackmore and uh, Henry the Bromhead when we were inside the race, inside in 10 a couple of weeks ago, Rachel started to go through the, the farm of the, the two favourites in the race. And Henry told us that you can only ride one horse in each race. And I think for Cian Kingston... It was just about getting his own lads ready and concentrating on Cork yesterday. Look, they're bound to be a bit of a hangover from the All Ireland final. If any of the lads have any little bit of stomach in them, they'll be wanting to get back some small bit of pride, and they got a little bit back, but still a massive, massive mountain mountain to climb to win in All Ireland. So, like, it definitely meant more for Cork yesterday, and I know now that you would be looking for a response from Nimerick having been beaten by uh, Galway previously. And there was a little bit of, I suppose, bad press over Gerard Hagerty sending off and how, how it was highlighted and stuff for that. So I, I did expect a response from Limerick. Um, and I, I, suppose, I suppose, look, I don't think... And we were here in 1998, right? <laughs> when we beat you in the league semi final we beat you by 8.4. weeks later, you came back and you beat us by 8.7. Uh, the league in the great league actually against at the time it meant an awful lot to us in eighty eight or oh, sorry ninety eight sorry my apologies to win the league because we had a very young team that time and we were trying to find our feet trying to get a medal a national medal on the board that's what we were doing but we obviously had lost sight of we'd say you know you were a very experienced team at that time so I think the league yesterday was massive for Cork. It showed a little bit of an edge that we haven't seen before. Amongst a lot more players, and I think it won't have a major bearing. Actually, in actual fact, I don't think it'll have any bearing in the Championship come seven weeks time because the two teams will be on different pets. I would say. And I suppose the biggest question for Clark is it, lo- it would look like themselves on wets of it, may top the poles uh, come the, the latter stages. Is, I think there's a league final as a partner before the Championship. That's going to be a big question mark for a lot of the teams. It's Very, very close to the first round of the championship, lads. And as you know yourself, there's four championship matches coming in a short period of time after that. So
0: I don't know what's going to
2: happen, but yes, for yesterday, it was a very, very important victory for Cork. And it was more the physicality I think they showed in the first half was good. And um, we'll probably go through it in a little bit more detail and a couple of the incidents yeah. and stuff like that in a minute, you know.
3: Yeah, and I, I I talk come back to you. I want to talk to you about the new lads and I really Kieran Joyce really for me has been you know I catch him. I watched him up along obviously as well. But um TJ just like it's it's a completely unique season from from our point of view, you know. Um often had shocking league matches, often had shocking championship matches as well. <laughs> but um often had shocking yeah. league matches, and I'd be still saying I have to be right for the sixth of June. But is the mind where are the mindsets, do you think, TJ? like you you know a inter intercounty ma- manager you know and like it's di- it's different everyone for everyone it's new and would you be concerned like it's it's monster is it you know it's it you go down to cork the first day if you don't win or come away with a draw you, you you're kind of on the back foot aren't you
0: yeah I was going to touch on first, I've seen that before, unfortunately, by playing and to get 2.13 to 5 points at that time. And for, I suppose memories are beautiful, aren't they? And what's too painful to remember, Marco, we simply choose to forget. So the last couple of years has done a lot of that for us in memory, which is, you I know, mean, we've gotten used to it and we like it. And I suppose it's great to have been there. Um, I, I, I'm going to sit with Derek here. I met Derek before the game yesterday. I felt Cork had definitely had more to play for. It was an important game for them. And I thought beforehand, the way the teams were picked, they'd win the game. Um, I certainly don't think the alarm bells will be ringing for Limerick this morning. But I will temper that with I think there are a couple of warning signs. Um, six points in 41 minutes would definitely be a concern. Like, as in, that, that that wouldn't be where this team would like to be at. Um I think some of the backup players that John would have been trying to find, it might be from maybe his first 15 players to his 21, 22, 23, because you said there about the championship and like let are going to play four games in six weeks. Like let's say if a player happened to be red carded, as the cart boys keep reminding us about, or let's say if somebody got injured, that those backup players that John will want to know who his number 17, 18, 19 are in the different lines, especially from midfield up. So I think there's a little bit of a concern there. Cork were definitely sharper. I did think as much as the let's say the stick that maybe Kieran Kingston and his crew got for their setup in the all ireland final, I was fierce impressed with their setup yesterday. I thought tactically, strategically, they were excellent. Now, the couple of things I'm going to touch on is first of all, they started Jerem Rick in the middle of the field and they started Joyce at left half back, right? The way Joyce, Mark Coleman and Tim O'Mahony zonally played definitely suited Cork, right? Then on their own puck out, Coleman, let's say, took up that natural centre-back position. But then in general play, Mellerick was detailed to pick up Keane Lynch in the first half, which he did exceptionally well, leaving an extra man in the middle of the field for Limerick at times. Cork then started with Shane Barrett at centre-forward. They set up inside then with Lehan as a free roll at number 15 with Kingston and Huggy maybe man and a two-man full forward and up top, right? And the last piece of the jigsaw I thought they did very well was they played Robbie O'Flynn on Kyle Hayes, and he kept him exceptionally wide in that first half, effectively trying to keep him out of the game as much as possible. So I think set-up-wise, strategically, in what Cork did, was very, very, very effective in that first half. The last piece, and Derek can touch on this in a while, I thought was I didn't think Cork hit any... Anything like any, like let's say a 50 50 ball or loose ball into that Limerick back line, right? They made sure they took the extra pass in the middle third to get it over that half back line. They gave Limerick no platform at all there and they made sure that, okay, it was over across the field a couple of times and they tried to get past the tackle and they tried to get runners off the shoulder, which suited them. Like the couple of things we will add then, which really suited Cork, is Coleman is flying it. Fitzgibbon is back to what it looks like close to his best. They have a lot of pace like a kind Hand of catching a puck out of Collins and turning and skipping and flicking the ball over the bar and you're getting two points, all definitely played into that and looked really good. The last piece of the equation is Patrick Collins, nearly football-esque style at times, nearly played at right cornerback, Derek, right? So what it looked like is if every time the Limerick half backline in the first half got any bit of ball and they looked up, Cork had all the corners of the field covered, so that angle ball into space, which Limerick really profited on, they seem to have all that done. So I would say kudos to the to the Cork backroom team in the work that's been done. And I would totally disagree with what Derek is saying that Cork didn't look back. I would say they definitely did. And like, look, you always learn a lot when you get beaten and in defeat. They definitely have learned how to play against this limerick team. And I thought they were very good. Jeremy Mellarick is important. Uh, Mark, keeping him right. He's a good player, he fits into the system very well. Yes, Cork had more of a full strength. Will we take much heed of it in a number of weeks' time, it's a bit like everything. You go you go to the FA, or the, sorry, the Carabao Cup final yesterday, Mark, right? When they bring on Kepa, it didn't work. So now people kind of question whether it was a good idea or not. And then if he had saved one of the penalties, it would have been a master stroke. So we tend to use hindsight as to whether these games were effective or not. For me, I think it's a big win for Cork. They're a very good side. They moved the ball exceptionally well. And yes, there will be a threat in the Championship. There's no doubt about that.
2: Yeah. Um, I, suppose, I, on, I, I, did, I did make a point the last time we were on that um, I had the three lads in particular, right? That started out with Tony Forrest and way back, Mark Coleman, Dara Given and Shane Kingston. But the three of those lads are assuming the leadership roles now in the Cork team. And we said that there seems to be a bit of a hanging on at the back. And we said the Hernandez and the Hoggies and stuff like that, that. You may not have to look to those two lads. To um to 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 be your leaders anymore, and I, I think giving the captaincy to Matt Fordman has, a, has been a very very uh, good decision by the management. And then when you have the likes of Dara O'Leary and um Kieran Joyce coming into the team and treating in pretty well now, the only days for Dara but well, Kieran Joyce looks like to be a natural. And I was a bit surprised that he didn't get the man of the match award yesterday, but well, we got a laugh not getting it, but maybe. I thought he was magnificent from the get-go. His handling, his distribution, and just his coolness on the ball. So whether he ends up in the half-back or on midfield, I don't think it makes any difference. I think he'll be equally capable in any of them. But again, you're looking for the likes of Tom Morrissey or a Garrod Hagerty
3: Leave it on. Leave it on, yeah. director, so the whole country can't hear him. <laughs> <laughs> All at, all at Twitter last night were saying, Jesus Lenders, what Lenders be like in the morning. <laughs> what then
2: there was wonderful there.
3: I know, I know. Go on, oh, do you want it's, to it's, finish it's, some it's, point it's, it's, there it's, about cock stuff it's, there. Yeah. I, I I was listening to the bit of music.
0: <laughs> um Yeah. For Limerick there as well, only only like Limerick had eleven wides and thirteen points, was that one goal and thirteen points, twenty-three shots at the post wouldn't have been like anywhere near the senders, they set for themselves, and I think that there are a couple of things there that, I mean, will be will be certainly up for discussion this week. In the middle third, their tackle, their touch was off a little, their passing was off a little. We probably had three or four wides in the first half, which definitely could have been turned into scores, and then the game kind of drifted away. So certainly, well, are, are there upsides for Limerick? Yeah, they need all their players back. Um, there's a very clear path for John No. From here to the first round of the championship, he doesn't have a league semi-final or a league final to worry about. Uh, he knows he's got his two games coming up. So but they have plenty to do now. And 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 like uh, I think there's a little drift in the in the All Ireland, and as I said, just agree with Derek, not alarm bells, but a couple of little warning signs.
3: Yeah, and I suppose when you're with a team a while there, like, and I suppose I was with the dubs maybe for a while. Not that we were winning all Irelands, but just is there a danger, any danger now you make? Like? You're looking at, I touching the Carabao thing, I only saw the penalties, uh, TJ, um, and like the 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 link or the bond between Jürgen Klopp and the players seems to be something special there. Is, is there any change, or, or do you think there could be a bit of staleness or lack of hunger creeping in with Limerick? You know, like, like no matter what we say, lads let's, let's start out their careers, and if you're a Limerick hurler, it's to win one All-Ireland medal, you know, and... Same with one you' clear hurler if you're a waffer hurler probably that's Austin Gleeson if you ask him you now what's he wants like the work that he does. i only danger that maybe you know that some of the hunger is
1: kind of the bellies are full and and, and maybe hard, hard hard to kind of agree with that now. I I don't know I, you know given the personnel that are involved like no one who rooted in ordinariness Kylie is and you know current involved I, it's hard to see that like you know it's it's. And then, given the personnel that were left out, just uh, all those things add up to a kind of a not a deliberate assault on it. I, I don't think they're, I don't think they can get too smart. I remember in eighteen, you now for instance, I was overwater. I got a little bit too smart with the league. You know, I thought we could, hmm. you know, seventeen we hadn't even won the the other, <laughs> you know, and we were kind of saying, look, we'll we, we try and time it now with these four weeks in a row and those kind of stuff. We ended up being relegated, and the, the confidence drained from us. The, the, the advantage that Limerick have in terms of confidence is if two, three All-Irelands behind him. So you come to the trajectory of us. if you like, if we were trained heading to Fort, I remember, for a camp ahead of the eighteen All-All-18 Championship, just the fact we were relegated, it, you know, it seeps into the camp, apparently it's into the mindset, etc. So I think different mindsets yesterday. And I, the point that TJ made in relation, I was talking about Kieran Kingston saying he didn't look back at it. I have no doubt that it was, it was referenced as, as a group, as a squad. I remember being beaten in a semi-final of 15 by Kenny, and we played Kilkenny in the first round of the league in 16. And it was like an all Ireland final for us, the way we approached it. Six weeks out before the game in Welsh Park, got the win. And you're hoping that sustains you into the championship, right? So I don't think there is. You know, again, without, as I said, ringing alarm bells, because you know the personnel involved. There, you know, I'd say John will be glad to be kind of have the eight weeks now or the six or seven weeks just not away from the spotlight. But I watched the boys even warming up at halftime yesterday. Dierma Burns... Will, 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 do And I'm not saying there's a bit of slackness there now, but you know, you'd be kind of watching everything as an ex manager trying to pick up on mm. the carnival atmosphere. You know, the, the music came on when the boys came back in the field. And, you know, it doesn't work like that, as we all know. It, it doesn't work like that. Despite what may happen in seven or eight weeks, they may well come down to Parky Grieve seven or eight weeks and blow, blow it all out. And then it was kind of how we were talking, right and everything was grand. But I think Cork will get a lot of confidence from yesterday. And, and even to reference Mark's point about the league, I don't think a league championship or a league victory would do Cork any harm to go all the way. You know I, I think you know that, that confidence that can come from the young cohort of players. And in fairness to Kingston, right? Yes, there's a new leadership group there. I remember, again, planning for 16 and looking at Mead and, and Dara Fitzgibbon and Mark Coleman. And no more than any Waterford players that are there years now, they have a natural dip, if you like. Dara Fitzgibbon had a small bit of a dip last year in form. He looks kind of reignited. Not because of any management influence last year or bad things. Just a fella goes through a dip and he comes again. And that's, that's where he's at. And the other thing I'd say is to have, you know, sometimes managers don't go back. To go back for Lehan in the manner he's done on the back of him playing so well with Middleton, knowing that he's probably a confidence player. I think that's, that's very admirable as well, you know, to be able to go back for a fella and kind of say, right, we'll give you another shot at it. Like, you're a confident guy. So to answer your question around about roundabout way, Anthony, I suppose I don't think there's any danger of Limerick becoming soft or, or, or kind of letting it get to their heads, etc. You know, was the energy where it needs to be, where it needs to be for Limerick? Even Shane Dowling referenced last night, I think someone was getting a free shot for Cork, and he said he'd already be hit from the side and behind at the same time. And that was kind of missing from from Limerick yesterday. And on the Cork decision making, TJ, and I'm not going to repeat what TJ said. If you're looking at the all Ireland semi-final or final second half last year, you're looking at Rob Downey, even first half, you're looking at Rob Downey and, and, and Sean O'Donoghue isolated 70 yards of space marking, marking Aaron Galan and, and Shami Flanagan with Peter Casey out the field with Niall O'Leary. Yesterday, you had Tim O'Mahony basically saying, right, Robbie O'Flynn, you're my man here. You come wide and deep with me. You're like a double right-half-back. You won't allow Kyle Hayes to get a run on me and I'll stay own." If Millerick is picking Lynch, then you had a plus two, which Limerick often have, lads. You can call it, I think Don law called it a sweep or a sitting six, a plus one, plus two. More often than not, Limerick have Barry Nash and Declan Hannon free in their backline. And Cork yesterday, they left they, they were really good at Joyce. Kind of went nearly touch tight with Morrissey. But on, on the other side, you had the keeper operating as a cornerback, and you had Tim O'Mani and Mark Coleman. You know, as a plus, plus two, if you like, without getting too technical, if you like. But uh, it was really good, like It was really good the way they were organised, Cork, yeah. I have to say.
3: Yeah, I had a long day on the chair yesterday, there, I I had a couple of funerals and my sympathies to the, the galleries and the Howards and the Cosgroves on Saturday evening and um uh kind of club club um, funerals, you know yourself. And so I couldn't get to watch tips so I... Watched three matches in a row yesterday. Would have liked him to be in the Gaelic grounds now, which he and a good invite from TJ as well for a plush seat. Derek, I don't know that you get my seat or what, but uh, oh, I got um, an invite,
1: right? But I declined it. No, no offense to TJ, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, but no, um, you're, you're right. And I, yeah, it's only really when you're at the match you can really get the feel for the setups. And at one stage, you know, um, when Cork were up something like t- 213, six points or whatever. Mark said, it was a good show in the morning, lads. <laughs> and I just went, wow. like and then he yeah, t- just said inference the Cork really well set up, you know, and um, that, right. that obviously is coming across some body. And I you could see that as well. That you could see it from the telly even, you know, that, that, that seemed to be the case. And look, lads, I have to touch on as well, like and I mentioned it this morning. Like I, there is and this is another concern for me with Limerick now, and I'm not overly concerned. I still think they're entitled to be all Ireland favourites. I still think they'll win it, but um, ourselves even as well now. And I want to just harp on my own experience. I can't do anything else. But we, our own, our own Clare team, we got kind of caught up on sideshows. Certainly in '98, Mark, you referenced '98, and we, when we beat G, but the whole Watford team, the whole, you know, the down, the throw, the fallout from the throw-in and everything, and poor old Collin getting yeah. scapegoated and. Um, the whole offering thing, then as so, well. Like, we, there's no way, like, it didn't really affect me, I'd have to say, but that's sort of a a yoke in that way to be a, a good fast wing forward would upset me you now. But that stuff wouldn't bother me, I'd nearly lap it <clears throat> up. But James, he often said, like, there's really his mind wasn't where it should have been. Just have to touch on lads, like, there's every day Limerick are going out now. There's, there's this kind of physicality, there's all this talk about the tackling. We had it again last night in the studio, in fairness, the Dow. He threw an old shot back there about uh the Corks cork sending off that he didn't mention anyone's history whatever but um like it does see I, I said it this morning that i felt for sean stack's sake and i thought sean stack did his best and had a good game and i like him as an up-and-coming ref. I think you know they ref to the instructions in lots of ways and we'll talk about the hemp stuff again but like I thought half time needed to I thought the game was nearly going out of control at that stage that we could have been likely for a serious free-for-all. Is it distracting the Limerick team? We, we touched on that it was a good thing, that maybe that Hago got the red card when he got it. And yet, you know, 60 seconds after, after uh, Shane Kingston gets his red, Jamie gets a red down the corner. And I think Donald Log said last night that's him sent off in the last three national leagues. And I'm just wondering, is there a danger of this stuff becoming a, a sideshow? Mark, i just throw that at you, you know. Just, there's a lot of other, other talk, like than just how brilliant the Hurland team there.
2: Okay, so a couple of things there, right? Um, and I've often made this point that since the face guard was introduced to hurling, Anthony, I feel the game has taken on a way different physicality altogether. And I know the reason why the face guards were brought in because every dentist in the country was very active at, at nine o'clock sun, on a Monday morning because there were so many for his last teeth over the weekend. So there's no problem with that, right? But what the byproduct of that? is that there has been a huge amount of loose holidays then, right, have come into it. And um, we see, and I know the referees and the association are trying to clamp down the use. And, like, you look at the Keen Lynch incident tonight, and it was a minor incident, but he did catch him slightly by the face guard. And how, how can you take that out of it? I don't think you can. And I'm going to go back to the Richie Hogan incident with Kyle Barrett, Shane Kingston's incident yesterday. Bottom of something similar that the defender has the ball, and all of a sudden they just take a small step backwards or go sideways. and The player coming into tackle is lining them up for his shoulder. We all know when you're going with the shoulder, your elbow will, is a natural thing to come and give you a bit more force. But unfortunately, the player has stepped back one half of the yard, and what it, well, it looks like there's an elbow in today. And that's the way it transpired. And that's, I don't think, was there intent in it? Go Back to Richie Hogan and Shane King, they're nearly exactly the same. The defender, the man with the ball in his hand, just took a step sideways or a step backwards and is a mistimed tackle. Now, I will say in the Shane Shane Kingston incident that prior to that, Sean Finn left it into Shane Kingston when the ball was out to going into the back of the net. So, um, there may have been a little bit of payback in that. Um, so you're saying it wasn't a
3: mistimed tackle, so is that what you're saying? You're saying it wasn't the best time tackle. That, so. I,
2: I think it's only in the league end to me. And I think in some situations, it looks worse than it actually is. Hmm. TJ, there
3: must be a lot of talk. There was a lot of boon coming across on the television and stuff like that. And uh, look, we'll be on this morning in seven weeks' time. <laughs> we could be we could be laughing at ourselves and thinking a race that show off in seven weeks' And I, I, I think Cork will go down or Limerick will go down and win. But. Um, <laughs> Just going on a bit, isn't it? And like I know well as well now that next Sunday out in Innes, the Clare lads will be wired up. They've seen Wexford having a go, they've seen Galway having a go. They certainly saw Cork completely manning up yesterday. Like, what do you do? Do you do you take the bait? Or I am not saying I'm not saying the Cork lads are baiting them. Like, I'm not I don't mean baiting them <laughs> as in, you know. Um, you know what I'm trying to say is that what like is it going on a bit longer? Carolyn Curran and all that, you know, back on board kind of full time. And John obviously saying, lads, we have to turn back here. Or do, is he just saying we stick to our guns, play our game, live on the edge?
0: I I, I do think he will live on the edge. I think that's what this team is about. I, I don't see that changing. There is definitely more focus on it now than there has been before. Like in all sports, uh, champions, uh, part of the territory is is that people will tend to focus on an area of the game that is either slightly wrong or maybe that people don't like or whatever. And the piece that maybe the, the pundits are picking on this red is that this team is literally maybe a little bit over the edge of times. Um, is it having an effect? It is. I think Shane Flanagan's red was a little bit stupid over him. Like, it's a high arm. You can't really complain about it. I think straight after the Shane Kingston incident, and I don't disagree with Mark. I think Kingston... To be fair to him, was trying to line up a shoulder, but it's mistimed, and unfortunately, it is a red. That's just the nature of the event. What I will say, though, is uh, the Keane Lynch red card in the given Cup, I think that's media driven. Like, there's no way that that's a red card. It's a complete wrong decision. I thought Fergal Horgan got a freebie on it. I well, see it, was, if, t- it was Sean Clear and Anthony Nash driven, anyway. Yeah, cer- certainly. But I'm just saying, the referee, like, we, we we spent we spent loads of time here or needed well, he anyway, not me, giving all about what Johnny Murphy is sending off about Norman Grammar, right? And yet left he was called by the linesman right? and the linesman sent him off. But Johnny took the full rat of it, right? But yet in the case in the given Cup, it was Sean Clear sent off King Lynch, right? The the key thing here is that decision was completely wrong. So is there a little bit of the focus being over the top on Limerick's physicality? I think it is, right? Um Definitely a little bit, but each individual incident, like in the red cards that were given out, I don't outside of the Key Lynch one, you can't argue with them, they were cards. But the way the game has gone, right, and and again, Derek will know about this, like, you, you see fellas going to, even when there's a little bit of a ruck, right, you get a fella running into the tackle who kind of disrupts the ruck, right, and that's kind of what happened in the Declan Hannan incident where he got a little bit of a, a shoulder to, 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 the, to the helmet, and by the letter of the law, you could say it's a red card. But if you go to training sessions where the contact and the physicality is in, and we come to things like hand passing in the wild where it's four v three or five v two in a small square or basically small-sided games, this is what you're getting, right? That's what's been like that's what's replicated on the training ground. That's what comes to the fore then in, in these games. And like working that ball through the middle towards and being able to ride the tackle and being able to offload the ball. And unfortunately, a very minor byproduct of that game is the odd miss tackle here and there. For me, this is going to probably sound a little worse than it is. It looks worse on the camera than it actually is in real time. You know, those tackles happen in training on a regular basis and fellas get on with it. But we tend to maybe focus in with the camera a little bit more. So for me, a bit like the camera adding 10 pounds, there. It just makes it look worse on <laughs> <And again>, day. <yeah. laughs> stick, stick
3: to the plan, John Kylie. Uh, on that though, is, look it is a time that we the ladies' football are using it there if the match is televised. Like is a time Mark has been calling for a bit of you know video call like that that like we'd say okay, Sean Clear waved his flag, Keen Lynch, the match is on live on, on, on TG Cahir. Could Derek or Johnny. could Anne Fergal? Could Fergal just have said? Would you just quick look at that there, lads? Um, Is it red? Is it not red? Sean thinks he saw a, a strike with, or Johnny, whatever he saw.
2: Johnny, 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 Moffey's incident
3: with John McGrath. There, Well, TJ's after mentioning that, Mark, and I don't think we were that hard on Johnny on that one. TJ, I think it was the other one. I think it was
2: You're the, right. the, the linesman.
3: It the was the John McGrath correct. one where he. he slapped the ball out of, out of um, Barry Coughlin's yeah. hand trying to get take the penalty quickly. I think we were a bit hard on Johnny and depth that he was standing in front of it. Yeah. Um, and but your, height, your
2: point is whether the referee should be given 60 seconds to go upstairs to review the decision that the umpire has made or if he wants to be 100% certain... Yeah.
1: He wouldn't even need... Seconds. Yeah, he'll need 10 seconds. You know, yeah. I think he'll only need 10 seconds And and I think all our worries is that there'll be a massive delay. You're looking at a screen for ages. I think... That that's our initial worry, given the, the flow that we like of a game. But I think major incidents that have a kind of a, a match-bearing effect, if you like, should be able to be kind of just referenced. And listen, we all have a well, don't know, my wife has. they all have watches where you have information coming on, coming on your watch every two seconds. You notice, know, uh, you know, I think it can be it can be kind of just you get the quick information. You have a quick look, at that, I think you made a mistake. You gave the wrong fella a yellow. You you know should have been a yellow. Mm. Get me be done in a matter of 20 seconds, to be honest with you. Particularly with, with, I wouldn't go as far as having each team have kind of a, a certain amount of calls like you'd see in the cricket or whatever. You know what we have. But I, I just just a bit of common sense from the fourth official or fifth official, whoever's assessing, you know.
0: I think two things in that for me, Derek. Right? Number one, it's where do you draw the line and how many incidents you look at. I know the major ones. Like, it, it, that's going to be a key question. Here's number two, right? Very difficult question to answer this, right? If it wasn't Keen Lynch, would it have been a red? If it, we're if speaking it uh, we speculate
3: I,
1: I, all like uh, is You know, I, I, think I'd have to agree with you there, Artesia. I think there's been, you know, I, I, sometimes I think the, the the permeation of media-driven angles towards Nirmex's physicality has actually, I won't say it's influenced the storyline before it's begun, but it's it's had some influence, definitely, on 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 kind of, you know, the reality, if you like, being changed. That, that's just a personal opinion. I think. No different than yourself. I think the edge is where you live anyway, and that's where you make most decisions. And I Kylie will, I'm telling you now, there'll be no change there. Of course, there'll be a bit of analysis of, of you know, maybe tackle technique and all that kind of crack and imagine the training, but you know, if they're gonna come off the edge, like they're not gonna win anything. Yeah, well, well for,
2: for me on the Keen Lynch thing, TJ. We all know that Keen Lynch is a brilliant, brilliant player, never pulled a straw in his life, right? So it is completely, He wasn't even an out of character. We all know it was a mistake by the, by the linesman, Sean Clear, maybe seeing something out of the corner of his eye because the ball had gone elsewhere. And he saw Horace flying and stuff for like that. But all the referees, any referee that we know, will always say the one thing. Unless they see it themselves, they're very slow to act on it. And that should be the same thing for the linesman as well because linesmen have had a big influence in some of the decisions that were made over the last 12 months and you don't know whether they're trying to get up the ladder or what they're trying to achieve but there has been a lot of mistakes made by umpires and linesmen and they need to be held accountable the same as the referees are yeah the only the other thing i would like to add to you is if we look not a do right to me he was acting like the Terminator or the Exterminator or the Enforcer when he came on yesterday. You can take your choice. If he continues, right, to go down that road, he's going to be the next player that's going to get a red card TJ. Because, in my opinion, he was a small bit over the top yesterday. Look, look. he was very lucky what, not
3: what, to what get was, a second what general. I, what guys. I was
0: going to say there, right, <laughs> don't look, right, was that if it was Connor Walsh instead of Keane Lynch for NUIG... I don't think Sean Clear would have been as quick. So I think the focus is on, and even you know, as I said, be my smartness to look, You're trying to bring attention to Willow O'Donoghue. like Michael Finley in the past, right? The, these other players, right? They, they lived like that, that. Was Roy Keane did it? One of your heroes, right? In the, in in the middle of the field, right? They played on the edge. That brought out the best in them, and that's what they wanted, right? I I, I just think that the more us and everybody else goes on and on about it. It's just bringing the attention to the physicality. I don't think, and I will repeat what Shane Dowling said, which I thought was a very, very, very wise comment, was I don't think you can say that a fella had a red card coming to him and it's like as if you're nearly setting up Willow Dunne over a red card coming. So I, don't, I think that's the piece that's a bit unfair. But I go, I go with Derek. I do, Limerick won't change and I think they can change. It's the only way they have. What I will say, the is, I'm, I'm going to ask you when Derek, this question is, Derek at the game is, is there a bit of a tweak or a change required there, Right, The teams are setting up, right? They're letting our full back then have the ball. They're crowding that middle third, right? The opposition, no, no, right? With this cross field pass and the ball into space. And like you said there about where Cork and the all around final left the 2-1-2 whatever in that 50 yards of space. I don't think Limerick are going to find that in the upcoming championship. So I suppose one of the questions that they will have when they sit down is, is there some sort of a tweak required to the system? No, no better boys. To have a look at it and like they've come up with some very very good stuff over the last number of years so could we be looking at something maybe a little bit different than we didn't that we didn't see maybe in these three games i i think from a Limerick point of view i think we nearly have to come up with something some sort of a tweak to to, to, to keep the momentum that we have going yeah that's a great that's a great point and it's the most interesting
1: thing ahead of the seven weeks i think because if you look at, tj you're actually manager we we're preparing for the 16 league semi-final we did a lot of our focus on Barry Nash. He was left half forward, I think. He actually scored four points against us that day. You know, I'm not saying he should go up there, but look at the way he's been relocated to, to a left corner back, if you like. And obviously, Kyle Hayes was the big move back to left half back. Now I'm not, don't get me wrong, I'm not suggesting he should be back at 11. I think Hegarty gives him a, the kind of breakthrough pace, if you like, a fella that has the ability to go past the fella from the half, you know, from the half forward. And Lynch does a lot of his work. Albeit in the All Ireland final, he created a huge amount of scores I got five or six himself. But a lot of his work is link-up work, and I know we'll talk about the hand pass in a few minutes. But um, so it'll be interesting. You know, is there, is there in the think tank, Kinnear and Kylie and Cunningham? Are they kind of saying, right? Barry Nash at four, or Richie English at four? Barry Nash at seven, Coyle back to eleven for, for for the eight weeks of the champs. You know, I'm not. I'm just. You know, I'm not sure where he plays with the club teaser. You would know more where, where he locates himself. But that power, I suppose, to go down the middle. Even yesterday I was just sitting with a good buddy of mine, he's, he's involved in Dublin, the Dublin backroom team Mark Cooney, and he was um i was gonna say just, they're not threatening the goal like Limerick. You know, they're not you know, I know Carl O'Neill got a goal coming from deep, but you know, even the, the conditions didn't allow Shamey Fanagan were just popping ball over, you know, throwing it over the bar and that could have crack. So that would be the interesting for me. I go back to a challenge match we played Limerick in seventeen and Garoud was actually full forward. And by jeez, he caused he caused absolute rack for us now it down in that challenge match. We couldn't hold him, we just couldn't hold him. And we had we had no more than Tim O'Mani and Mark Coleman. We had more back there to try and hold them, and we just weren't able to do it. You know, so that'll be interesting. I, I, it, it, will it be discussed? I think it will. Will they change ultimately? I still think you'll be looking at Tom Morrissey, Keen Lynch, Broad Haggerty as your half forward line. Gillan, Flanagan, and fifteen from me is up for grabs with, with probably Graham Mullin in in ball position to take the fifteen, uh, and then it'll be a fight. Here. I think you'll see the, the same six backs that, that won the All early.
3: Yeah, it's um it's hugely interesting, lads. It's it's um I I think TJ, I think your men will just be better. I think what Derek alluded to earlier on about the Cork's first goal where Tim O'Mahony, they worked the ball nicely across the field, loads of space for Tim O'Mahony, then the ball over completely I mean you saw Aaron Costello, Declan Hannon, all racing to go back, but a two on two inside with Huggy and and uh Morrissey just caught the wrong side. The quality of the ball up was brilliant, of course. But Hoggy really sharp yesterday, like me, suggesting he might be an impact sub by me. I think is a bit a bit of folly after looking at him yesterday, but just completely caught out of where you'd normally see them. And I just don't think you'll see that come championship. I think I think they'll say, Yeah, you're onto our game, so we'll play our game, but we will play better. And I, I think I, I've been touting the Kyle back up thing for a while, but because of the options, because Rich English is playing so well. Because of the options, like you know, Colin Cocker maybe didn't go so well yesterday, but obviously Barry Nash wasn't even introduced yesterday. So I think, look, yeah, we a lot of people speculated Mark that you'd knock a full hour out of out of the Cork match this morning, but we've knocked the forty two minutes out of it anyway. So uh, <laughs> you, you're good. You're gone into 11-2 for the All Ireland, Mark. You think that's fair?
2: Uh, look, like. This, this is a moving feast, as far as I can see, because the last time we were on the podcast, we were glorifying Galway and putting up 25 points down in the Gaelic grounds, and next of all, Wexford go up to Salt Hill and beat him by two balls yesterday. So this is a moving feast. Um, what I would say is, do I think Limerick are in an 8-13 shot now? I, I'd, be, I'd be a layer of that now for the simple reason, I think mean, Munster is going to be a minefield, and, you know, getting out of Munster... We'll have a discussion someday who's going to be the three teams that are going to come out of Munster. Like Tony Kelly back yesterday, Waterford flying, you know. There's going, going to be a laugh. At, like the first game, Cork and the Lads. It it could take on a life of its own. Like, every match is going to be important, but it's a repeat of the all Ireland final. A lot of the neutrals will be saying, can Cork put that behind them? What have they found out? What have they discovered? What changes? I actually had a meeting with him. Just happened to meet him at a funeral on Saturday. Unfortunately, cousin of mine has to wait too young at life, and um, and just had a discussion with him that you know that the match against Limerick, um, the league match is just it's 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 the healing process to try and get back on the track. And he said, "How do you think I felt?" He said on the sideline after 10 or 15 minutes. He said, "And you haven't? And you not? I do not knowing what to do. But we were beaten all over the field, and it was a very very hard day." At the office, so not alone are the players hurting, but the management are also hurting as well. So, you know, seven weeks it won't be long coming around, but but like Cork went into eleven to two, for me that there's the, the, the still have a lot a, a lot to do and a lot to prove yet, Anthony. But I do think the chasing pack are are getting closer, and um, Limerick, as we know, can put the defeats because they did it last year. You have no reason why they won't do it again this year, uh, but it does get harder as the years go by. Having having got another all Ireland medal, so yeah, that, without
3: a doubt. And, and if I'm TJ, I don't I don't mean to be ratcheting up, but it is the talk. Like you you go on any of these things, go on the bloody 42 or whatever, and mm-hmm. the comments are all about. It's just out there, and, and I suppose I look at it. It um, comes. I thought, that were I, actually, that, it? I thought Cock were actually I thought actually the more aggressive team yesterday. <laughs> look at all that went and, and fair play to them. I think you know, but um. it it will be a feature, it's managing it, but of course, look, championship is all what John is thinking about, and uh, Les, Mark, you alluded to there, I suppose that um, Munster is going to be a minefield like Leinster is is, is piping up too, Les, like a minefield, isn't it? Um, You'd have to say that possibly the two farm teams in the league so far, I know, I know Watford have three wins, Cork have three wins, but you'd have to say Dublin and Wexford, seriously, eye-catching so far, And, and Derek, you know, if the time I was there and, and for a good while before me, I think it may be about 70, 60 years before me, <laughs> Dublin couldn't win in thoroughness against Tip. And now, following on from the league fi- quarterfinal in, in 19, they've gone and backed it up again uh, on Saturday night, albeit now looked to be comfortable. I'd say until the two McGraths came in, your damn sex, uh, the Lockmore boys seemed to have a big effect on it for me. And I suppose... Um, Jason Ford had a chance if he just whipped on the ball nearly in maybe to to bury it. But still, like you look at the Sunday game last night, we do focus on the winners and we have to, sure, because they won. And there's a series of things. And and I think full value overall for their win. Um, And like Leinster is really... And and the Dubs, fourth year under Matty. I think Shane alluded to that last night as well, that first year under Cullum, it's not as easy. But I think there's a kind of a Matty-Kenny stamp coming into it now. And a, and a style of play and a system. And then fellas like the Conor Brooks and these fellas stepping up, the Ronan Hazes, obviously, along with Sutcliffe being in as good a form as he was when he was, when he was 21 for me. But, you know, he just, he just a new lease of life, got again, and O'Donnell and Crummy, and obviously, like and Dillon, off the bench. And, and so there's a lot coming together, even Aidan Mellott now, and a lot of people wouldn't have heard of him I would know because I'd know the club scene up there, very good for boarding. But I, I was figuring, I wasn't figuring out why he wasn't featuring. I think he was talking with football a bit, and like, I mean, he he won five or six great balls, great balls up now as well. Um, again, highlighted last night, the, the look up and the head up, but they seem to be coming together, don't they? And and trying to pick that Leinster. Derry Egan is getting a new tune out of Wexford. I think they look re-energised, fresh face, nothing like it. Um, so for the Dubs, it's a very a statement victory going down into Torlas.
1: Yeah, and I think I think Matty even referenced. That. I was just reading a bit of your own column and a, and a bit of, in, in the Examiner this morning about about him. Um, he actually mentioned those younger fellas, Andy Dunphy, Mellett, et etc. Just fellas who come in as opposed to the O'Donnells and, and the Suckles etc. Yeah, look great win on the road, um, and look at their three games as well. I thought the Waterford Dublin game was a great opening game at Parnell Park now in terms of just a, a great league fixture. You know, as a guy just up and at a kind of titanic battle. Then they have to go to...
3: The Battle of Corrigan Carnell It has been christened on this show, Derek.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And Cor- then they go to Corrigan Park and, and, again, another tough encounter. And then to go to Torless, a different type of challenge, the tradition of not really going well against against Tip over the, over, over the years and being able to overcome that. So, look, I'd say they're bouncing in, in, in training at moment. And as you said, Matty's stamp is, is all over. I you know, Cronin and Gavin Keary and, and Mark and the boys are involved there. So they're, they're in a good place. They're in a good spot. And, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting, you're, you're, you're kind of referencing there the whole, not, not the, the Leinster Championship, you know, it's, it's like yourself, it's, it's shaping up to be, you know, even, even post-match yesterday, Dara Egan referenced the first round of the Championship against Galway, post-match on Sunday, you know, Matty was Saturday, Matty was referencing, um, you know, the, the Leinster Championship, everybody is referencing, Shefflin was referencing it yesterday, that, you know, everybody's referencing the Championship. But it def- depends on the trajectory. I'll go back to the comment I made already about when I was involved with Waterford. If you're going well and you're on the you're at the start of your term, if you like, like Darryl Egan is, I think that's the best way to go, to go well from the start and, and see where that trajectory and that graph kind of brings you into the Championship. You know, it kind of builds builds confidence, but uh, undoubtedly it's a, it's, it's, it's a good place to be in. I watched it now, actually I was up for the, for the weekend in Limerick with a few couples that we met on holidays over the years we watched them on GA Go and Jerry Flannery's while well, the rugby was on at the same time in Wales and England, so I I watched it all on, on on the phone there, and yeah, look, definite stamp of play, you know, a good sharp game, and, and you, should, like, you go, should have
3: known they wouldn't switch it over in there, There
1: I, yeah, well, I, <laughs> I wouldn't be too familiar now. With you should have general. gone up to Patsy Nicholas, so he'd, he'd have oh, everything yeah. so. on the race, and have been <laughs> on. The <race>. All right, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, well, I, I I had it on the phone, now. so look, yeah, well, look, we're in good company. We had the crack watching it as well, so um, and as I said, that chap that's involved in the background team at Dublin, he was his his partner was there, so he was gone off to the match himself, so he was in good form, when he came back.
3: Yeah, and, and uh, you know, one of the things TJ I'd say is, you know, from being involved in Dublin, 21 points to 216 is the sort of bloody score Tip would have done to us when I was in charge anyway, you know, we'd do a load of the hurling and Jamie Cannon would get a goal and uh, no, John McGrath get a goal and we'd be coming out saying, Jesus, are every bit as good as them with the us again, so maybe a bit of a little bit of a change and I, I also would re- reference back and he's a player I, I dealt with at club level and I, I think he's brilliant potential uh, is running Hayes the way he finished his goal you know yeah, again yeah. that's not maybe and, and they'll shoot me up there now for saying this and I have to go up Saturday night for the Kilkenny game I'm mad looking forward to that now in Parnell and maybe a visit to the, the Boar's head afterwards to, to meet Hugh Horrigan but um, uh, no look I, just the way of Hayes took on Brian McGrath Skin him probably in lots of ways and, and then the presence of mind to just throw it up and Batted home to the corner low, got it down low very quickly. I, the batted ball can be hard to get down, but he has the hands for that. I often said to him, he, He's the hands to be anything, and he has pace with it, and height and size. And there's a few things happening like that for them.
0: Yeah, I, I suppose. Uh, great, great finish by Ronan Hayes and saw it on the TV last night. And you would have thought that maybe when the ball was delivered, when, when the full forward gets the ball literally on the sideline, 21 yard line, there isn't a whole lot of danger on. So, fair effort to finish from there. Brian McGrath probably will be disappointed about it to get beat on his inside and let a fellow score from there. I know as someone who's played fullback before, it's kind of a ball from a fullback. You'd be kind of saying you'd be happy enough to see it out there in front of you. My job would be keep him there. If he if he's good enough to over shoulder over the banner, fair enough, you give it to him, but you want to make sure he doesn't skin you on the inside. I think you touched on both teams perfectly. I think for Colin Banner, it, it's difficult to know what sort of a 15 is going to appear for Tipperary in championship? He does. Shane has touched on it correctly. He's definitely having a look at a lot of different players. Um, Barrett didn't play. Um, like we, we probably know maybe only about half the team definitely that start for tip. So he's having a good look. And he has to. Like From his point of view, the only way he's really probably truly going to find out about some of those players in those key positions is in a big game. Like that. So they're big calls for him. And to find that central spine that he wants come in championship, that's a big challenge for him. Matty, on the other hand, this is it, really. Like he, he has to make things happen. Myself and Derek and Mark spoke yesterday very briefly about the Leinster Championship. Like, and you know, we, we might be challenged with that, uh, making forecast coming down the line, but just four teams, um, with all due respect to, to Leash and, and, and everybody else at Leinster, is really firmly going to believe that they will have to be in that front three. So it is tight. There isn't a whole lot between them. And I was going to say even to anybody today, say, can you Firmly telling me who will win the Leicester Championship. I think it's very open. So Dublin have done what they needed to do with the early part of the league. They've built the confidence. They've got a couple of wins. He'll be happy. But like you said, there, like they could have been robbed in the finish then. But a win in Tullamore is massive for them. And I mean, they, they, they'll be happy with the position they for sure.
3: Yeah, um, Marco tip. <laughs> Number three is a continuous problem, like in that number three. And I, Brian, I like Brian as a player now. He was a great underage player. Like I think more of a halfback for me. When now in the, in our time, maybe um, if you were lacking a bit of a yard of pace, uh, I was certainly I was better off going out to the halfback line, um, yeah. <laughs> than being side corner, you know, because like just in the modern game, I certainly yeah. would have been, you know. Um, and I think Brian Brian would make a fine five or that, you know, but. I, Three right. is a continual right. problem for them. Right back to Paddy's yeah. time, where they probably didn't want to put Paddy is- at three, but he could go anywhere, really, I suppose.
2: But like, the funny thing is um, a lot of counties have struggled to find a number three when you have such an excellent player there for probably a decade. Cox struggled dramatically when Diarmuid O'Sullivan left the scene. They've tried numerous fellas in the fullback position and found it hard to actually replace them. And um, I suppose you you look at Tip at the moment. If an awful lot of hollows, Patrick Maher held down that position fantastically. Um, but like Brian McGrath, we we've seen Brian playing in the club scene, and we always said that he would make a better centre back or probably a half back. They played and Maher full back as well. You look at Kilkenny. Um, they struggled. Paul Murphy, one of the best corner backs in the game, went in full back for a while. Couldn't hold down the position. He ended up with Joey Holden actually playing there for a couple of years and did a very good job. So. Like fullback is a very specialised position. The biggest question, whether I, I think a lot I've of had 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 to have to find that. Full back. full There's a lot of moron that you? There's I a lot of moron find... But there is a lot of moron <laughs> if you go through the counties. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah. if if you're full forward, I think the key is, map bring player. back a wing forward
3: or a corner forward <laughs> and put him full back. Especially if he's especially if he's plenty dirty and he hits streakers across the arse when they come <laughs> out to the feet. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think I think a lot depends on who potentially is going to be your full forward against you. If you have a Jamie Cannon, if you have a Walter Watch, if you have a big tight player, a big, real big with a good hand, I think mm. you have to go over the physical fullback. But it, if you're dealt with to an inside line, but I don't. I think the, the player who is playing fullback probably has to be blessed with speed rather than size. I would say first and foremost. So. Um, I don't know is Brian McGrath a real speedster. He's a good quality pace, but like you take a Sean O'Donnell or a Sean Finn, and you look at Sean Finn yesterday. He was on a one to one run with Shane Kingston, and he had a yard on him. Like and like, you have to have speed in the fullback line. It's the first and foremost. I think bearing you, you get to play against the monster, the likes of the Wallies and, and, and fellas like that. So mm. Tip Tip will find it hard. No different, every other county is always difficult to find a full-back when you have somebody who's gone from the scene, who's held down the position for a long time.
1: Yeah, and I, I think there's a couple of things in that, Anthony. There's... there's, there's I Ronan is captain, like Ronan Mara, and I'd say... <laughs> 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 Jesus. not <Don't laughs> break over. <us> <laughs> I'm definitely getting a message from above here, lads. Um, he, and I'd say, you know, he came on against the last match against Kilkenny. He got a brilliant point from play, changed the whole game of went back. I'm not saying that Column is trying to facilitate him and leave him hurled, if you like, but you know, when you're captain of the team, you want to be driving it on from the half-back line. The other point is the point that Mark made. Is there many teams actually playing with three in the full forward line now? You know, if you go through the teams, is there many te- Well, one of the full forward line might be at least 50 yards out. So I think Craig Morgan and Carl Barrett will end up as the, as the two that will hold firm. Now, that's unless... Mikey Coyle goes in there with Desi Hutchinson, Welsh Park or, or, or Ronan Hayes or, you know, it's a big man, small man kind of syndrome that, that go in there, if you like. Um, so, for me, I, I, I don't know, will they end up with Barry Heffernan full-back, you know, and possibly go with the three McGraths? You might even see Noel at, at centre-back with Ronan... Mar- or, or Sorry, Noel McGrath, Brian McGrath and, and, and Ronan Mark. But I think they need to fix down their backs. I don't think they need to be too obsessed with the tree the way we're uh, talking. I don't think it's as... Again, it becomes a kind of a a big deal, if you like, you know, we know in Watford, like that the two of that will be back in the full back line, you know, Prunty will definitely be back home and, and and it'll be Ian Kenny or Shane McNulty, we know that they'll be two of the three, Dan Morrissey will be back there with, with, with Sean Finn and and Barry Nash will do the cover in our sweeping, you know, we've certainty there in our counties, if you like, um, and they don't have that certainty, so I think they need to kind of, the last two games need to be, you know, picked for that kind of certainty, you no know, more than a game at Welsh Park this Sunday with, with, with the six weeks time in mind.
3: Yeah, and that'll be huge with with the way for okay tight scare yesterday, but putting up big scores all the time. And and um, yeah, I think he could actually do with a league semi final. Colin Bonner, do you know that that kind of higher octane game again? League semi final, maybe neutral venue, and uh, you know getting that real test of his six backs. But look, that that will evolve. Um, they still, you know, when you saw you see the two McGraths, coming on um, you see Kyle Barrett not lining out so again it's touching back on the Limerick stuff didn't have <clears> the full hand to play but, like obviously you know it,
2: it, is this game going to take on a fair significance now next weekend because you know you have the Liam Cattle thing as well in the point finance so we can't avoid it it's just it's in the media he possibly was the front runner for the Tipperary job decided to stay with Waterford which I think was the, was the right decision for him and um, it's, there's a championship match coming up between the two of them as well. Um, I, don't think water, I, I don't know I do know. the men sitting off yesterday for for a long stage of Colin Dunford and stuff for that. But after a magnificent victory of the weekend before, this, I want to say they struggled yesterday, but they got over the line and got the job done. They could be targeting this match against Tip next Sunday, and there could be a physical edge, I think, to this game next yeah. Sunday that we might end up discussing next month next Monday morning. Like, I'm just, like if you're a
3: tip, if you're if you're a tip player, Mark. If you're a tip player, you you might feel that Liam snubbed you a bit, like that he's looked around at what he had in Watford and said, Yeah, I'll be better than the, the other crew at this
2: moment. It depends, it depends how you want to play it out or how, what you want to, you know, what seed you want to drop into the playoffs on Tuesday night. Isn't
3: it? Yeah, I, I, I'm I just thinking if I was a tip player myself, I might be mentioning that at training on choose their Thursday. <laughs> Um, looking, Land wasn't even listening outside, you know. So, um, no, uh, it is and it will, and, you know, it's one of the ones I, I will go tennis, I think, because um, the neighbours will be coming B- out and- the road.
2: Derek, uh- myself and TJ are available if if you need, if you have a couple of those soft seats The TJ sit down there every Sunday that Spike gives them we
1: have a couple of them in water, we might venture down next Sunday. What's TG? take? I'm a bank man, lads. I, I do my own thing in water for them. Yeah.
2: Over the there, <laughs> <Yeah, that's
1: laughs> if,
3: if, the if the TG camera uh, <laughs> cameraman could leave me alone next week now as well, Derek. <laughs> but with Limerick coming to town, he won't be able to pick out anyone anyway. There'll be a huge crowd in the park, as we like to call it. So, mad looking forward to that as well. And, and definitely the, the Skybox recorder will be on. Uh, T.J. Cahir for, for Watford and Tip, I think that's the, the live game. Um, Wexford, lads, have to, we have to say, going, going well as well, uh, we, we touched on. Uh, I mean, look, the last two games, they've been forced to come from the bottom corner of the sunny southeast to the west coast of Ireland and have come away with two huge wins. And, and uh, you know, both games in Midway through the second half, Claire and Galway looked like they might come and win it and they streaked away mm. again yesterday down the yeah. stretch. Um, great goal. Uh, uh Oshin Pepper doing his leaving cert, I believe. Um, but from a Henry point of view, it would be most uncody like play from Dahi Burke <laughs> to be flicking it back over across the full back line and eventually a block down, I think. Um but they are going well, and like Rory O'Connor possibly clear the league so far, I would say, with maybe Austin, a couple others, a few players, I suppose, obviously, from around, but certainly Wexford's player of the year, league, Rory O'Connor. Jesus, he's a yeah. he's some player, lads. He's
2: I, some player. I, I think I texted you, Anthony, about 15 or 20 minutes into the clear claim that Rory O'Connor was different class. I think that's what I said, and, he, and he's continuing that form as well. The scores that he picked up off the right and off the left yesterday were were brilliant. Um, not an easy place to score because there's always a wind howling about there. Um, but I think I think Wexford seem to they have a new lease of life, I suppose, in some respects. They're hauling off their skins like they're they're hauling off the cuff, which I thought was 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 good as well. And Conor McDonald manager, didn't sir. start just. Hmm. Huh? Yeah, New manager. Sir. Well that's probably the new freedom that they're probably the experienced that so they don't have to go to plan Z to be able to hold holland like plan A and plan B would probably be enough like, you know. It's a simple enough game once you're able to hold. So um for me, I'm delighted for our manager to be honest with us, because it wasn't easy for that Egan either going down. He might have thought he would have been in for a temporary job as well, having served his apprenticeship under Liam Sheedy. Didn't seem to figure in their radar, so in fairness, it was a ballsy step by him and fair play to him. And, and Anthony, is you right? And I think Derek mentioned about winning on the road. He would not have been expected, or Wexford wouldn't have been expected to, to win on the road, certainly over the weekend. That was a great performance and a really, really good good result for Wexford. And um, I mean, it was delighted. We, we happened to be in the company of Jim Balzer who mentioning Wexford, their last week teacher as well. So I'd say he was a happy man over the weekend, Jim Balzer.
3: It was. It's a yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. We had a great, we a great road trip last Friday, there, Derek. We were looking at horses. I tell you right. it was an eye, was an eye opener for me anyway. I was sending in for pictures with horses, and uh, we've not bought yet or not leased yet or anything like that. But uh, we touch okay. on that before we go. But uh, I are, thought, over yeah. overall, Derek, I, I they're hurling with a new freedom. But I think I think Shane Dowling kind of on it well last night. Probably maybe committing one or two more to the edge of the square and, and King. But still the structure. I think D Keefe is having a massive. I've watched their three games now, and I think he's been brilliant as well. Like the ground he's covering, seems to have a new bit of freedom about his play. Um, again, I highlighted last night, but I was doing my notes watching it. Damien Rick, I mean, he he scored two points in play against Clare. get um, collecting a sharp puck out and putting it straight over the bar. The wind was with him, um, so overall, it's just good stuff from him. But um, Galway Henry. When you have one guy on the Galway team scoring maybe 12, 13 points, whatever Connor got, and then no player got two points, do you know what I mean? It's always a sign of a poor enough performance, isn't it? Even though up to the second goal, it looked like they probably would drive on and win.
1: Yeah, a couple of things there. I suppose one, no Chin, no Connor McDonald, no Liam Ryan yesterday. You know, if, you, if you normally go through the spine of the, the Wexford team, you'll say Liam Ryan at three, you know, Pauly Foley at six, he was there yesterday, you'd say Connor Mac, Chin. 11 and 14, so significant in, in terms of missing those and being able to win on the road. The second thing is the point I made already, the new manager bounce. And I can assure you, despite the fact they you're talking about freshness, and it, it's, it's general freshness, but Darry Egan is one meticulous planner himself, I can tell you that. He's, and he's got a really brilliant... The two boys with him now, Willie Cleary, and, and you'd know Niall Corkin a lot better than myself now, Anthony, but they're good lads, the best of lads. And they've done it in a very kind of unfussed, you know... Manner, really kind of under the radar manner, which is, I think, what Wexford needed, and and it's it's what I call a Wexford project is a continuation project. It's you're not really, albeit usheen Pepper and and maybe I think young Richie got a run there from the Harriers yesterday. Richie Lawler come on near the end, a couple of guys maybe to come into it, but generally you're going to be looking at the same 12, 13 players, and a, I suppose a reigniting of their form under a new management, and um, playing very well. The Galway thing Look, I I wasn't you know having a, a re raw rule of after Galway had beaten Limerick and not not proclaiming to know everything, but I can't get how easily Waterford ran through Galway last year in in the championship out of my head like in in Thuris in the summer, and and I know they came down and they fronted up physically and everyone talked about their physicality, but I thought they looked a bit cumbersome. I think there's a pace issue in 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 their backs. I could be I could be wrong as they do in the Tipperary back. Then. I think there's a small bit of a a pace issue there I think there's a couple of teams that are ahead in terms of pace, and I think there's a, an issue there with pace. So, I, I you know, I'm not sure if it's as it was clear-cut as you would have said two or three weeks ago. Isn't he after the the goal with Limerick game? And you know, I, I think Westfield are ahead of goal at the moment.
3: Yeah, and and um there's not the We I suppose when you look at the Limerick farm again yesterday, then maybe it puts the match the previous two weeks ago in a different light. And then obviously Henry did as well. And look at. Um,
0: I thought that was a bit shadow boxy yesterday from both sides. Uh, I like What Derek has said there, I think, like, Wexford, the players they left out, I think always forwards, there was a good few changes. No wheeling, before. anyway. No Straight wheeling. Um, I, I, I just think that both managers looked at it, i say, with down the road in mind. Uh, that's a huge game coming down the track in the Championship, that one. Um, I think even the substitutes that Wexford made during the second half, they took off uh, Jack Connor. they took off Foley, they took off McGovern. Like, I'm not sure. I wouldn't read a huge amount into it either way. Dye Burke hadn't made a mistake. You know, would it have been kind of very, very tit for tat? It it was kind of one of those incidents that kind of decided the the result of the game. Salt Hill, big Mm -hmm. wind blowing down the field. I've been there on those occasions many times. Balls of an occasion to play with that wind. So I wouldn't read a whole lot into it. What I will be looking forward to is Galway's trip to Leeside the weekend. What sort of a team Cork play? What way Galway go at it from... Because Cork have a lot of pace. And just to touch on what Derek said there, how did Galway handle that with those runners coming from deep and like Darvis Gibbon, Robbie O'Flynn, Lehan, and them like, if they play, which I imagine they will. So It'll that will be
3: Conor Cahillan or... or or, or Jack Cahillan. maybe. That, or Jack
0: that, that would be interesting from Henry's point of view, but I think Henry's having a good look around. Um He's starting to kind of get his first 15 in mind. So I would say that yesterday... Whatever about what we say about Cork and Limerick in the league, I think this one definitely won't be remembered. I think it was shadow boxy. I think that, that both of them have an eye on the Huge game coming in the championship. Yeah,
3: I, I wouldn't I wouldn't take away from Wexford, though, T. John, that. You know, I mean, you can say there was an element of shadow boxing. I know, I think that, look at this one, one of the ones that maddens everyone. Jack O'Connor should have seen red if Shemmy Flanagan and um, Shane Kingston saw red for the tackle on Adrian Toohey, which was lick alike. This is what drives us mad. It was a red. If it was a red in Nimerick, it was a red in Salt Hill. And what, what I will say is um, very quickly afterwards, Darry Egan had him off the field. <laughs> and, and and on Nile as well, and I hope he doesn't uh, fall out of me now for this, but on Nile Cochran. I often said Niall was a great player. Geez, he came from Galway where he kind of wasn't wanted. And I, I used to drive him mad about that. And every time we played Galway, then I'd be roaring, oh, an air court. And the Galway crowd roaring at me, go back to Clare. You know, fucking. when we'd meet Galway, he, he'd play out of his skin. Like, but I often said, if Niall would be a better manager than a player, because his attention to detail was possibly too much as a player. Do you know what I mean? He, in that he overthought it and over... Analyzed himself and where he could get another edge, but when you come to management, you can't have enough of that, and uh, that's where I think you know they, they have a good setup. And uh, yeah, TJ, I agree with you. The seven weeks time one is, is is again the one we'll know more. And and yeah, that's it's Cork and Galway at Saturday night or or Sa- Saturday, night? Saturday night, Saturday night. Is that is that televised? Yeah, it is. It's, and and um, so, are you have a double header? have they RT have a double header? Right? Yeah. yeah, one and a half, four, one and a half, half, six, six seven, five. I'm in Parnell, like. I'm, I have to go into the Crave Kieran, on so to watch that. The club host. There, <laughs> so hedge all hedge all look after me. Well let's uh, just to round up on on, on Division One, um I'll i gonna start with your quote, Derek. Um of all the people stepping up to play a nearly, and he's one of your key men to having your fantasy hurling team in it he'd be given out to me for not having him on. But Landers has him on, of course, that's why he's top of the table. Neil McManus, of all people, had would put my shirt on him bearing the penalty. But uh, a great save, Derek. But overall, it's a very difficult place to go. But I think it's a bit of a tragedy in one way that Antrim went down from the Lear McCarthy last year. But if they come back up, I think they're the best team in the John McDonough. If they come back up, they will be that bit stronger, won't they? And they have a lot of players introduced. And uh, the danger is,
1: of course, now the Leash match. Uh, <laughs> could be a one soft to go catch him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And every and you'll meet the dog in the street up there who'll tell him, oh, if you don't win that, all your good farmers has been worth nothing and all that. You know, and again, yeah. sheltering yourself from that is, is difficult. And the honesty of Darren Gleason again in the paper this morning, he was kind of referencing, look, Waterford Jews had 14 men. He wasn't looking for any plaudits for a spirited or moral victory, if you like. So I've been really impressed with his honesty, even, you know, a post-match. And look, McManus, I remember... All Ireland Club semi final in 08. That was when I first came across McManus. He 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 took us for seven or eight points from play the bull, the bull got a line ball to, to get us into extra time. We ended up getting an awful thump and off poor in the all Ireland club final. But that's the first time I came across McManus. He's one fellow he'd probably be back in that situation to, to kind of hammer it home. So look, um, from an Antrim point of view, brilliant performances, no points, and that's where the disappointment would lie for him. For us, a couple of bonuses, you know, Tiger's played two full matches. No, we're settled. We're going to be settled. I'd imagine, I'm guessing the Valley Gunner boys will be back in this week. So you, you could be looking like, you know, Prunty at three, Tiger at six, Jamie Barron back in the middle of the field, caleb Lines back in, back in, wing back, and then you're looking at potential forward line-up. Oh, three of the six would definitely be Austin, Stephen Bennett and Daisy. So I think we're in a re- we're in a really good spot now. A really, really and good spot.
3: Colin Bonner would be would want to be thinking of picking them strong like for that one.
1: Yeah, and I look, look, yeah, and look, I'm not sure is Jamie back then, but I, I I have no inside information on who's back, but I'm just I'm probably looking down the line to six or seven weeks as regards where we are. And I said, as I said, the big bonus for us is every time you look at a report and you don't see Ty taking off, you kind of see he's saying he's getting the minutes popped for a pint yesterday. He's getting the minutes into he's he's hugely important to, to Watford, you know, and, and and that three and six axis is a really good strong axis for Waterford and Pronty and the Burkle, you know. As good as that's in the country, I'd argue.
3: Absolutely, and and maybe a little, a little. I know they look at they've um, the hammered leash. They didn't win in Parnell Park. Still, a lot of talk about them. Could have drawn that match yesterday if Neil McManus had stuck in the bottom corner. So there is um, there is a huge read. Like I mean, the panel looks incredibly strong. That's what I will say. Um, But at the same time, maybe a little bit of a Liam is able to say this week, lads. We know more about ourselves. No, next Sunday, because exactly we couldn't win in Parnell. Yeah, you know.
1: You take the Bally Gunner win, Anthony. Mikey Kiley got two winning goals for UL. Great. You know, the, the thing was on a kind of psychological high. Like, and then he has the ideal now kind of way and, and approach to kind of strip it back this week on the back of maybe an underperformance. I'm not really sure. The One good thing is that, that, that Austin is starting to hum. You know, they got, like you talk about, I think when you when you go around the counties and you go around the, the, the counties, you kind of list off Mar- like generational players. TJ often calls them this show and, Kyle Hayes and Keen Lynch and and, and Carl and Tony Kelly, etc. with yourselves. But I I think we have a collection of them now who are actually coming into their prime. You know, we talk about the dip, she's we had an awful dip in 18 under myself, we had another dip in 19. And Carl has reinvigorated these fellas. These fellas, like Austin is in there since he's 18, so it's it's nine years ago. Like, and yet he's still only 26, you know. So these these fellas are at at an age now where we're you know, trophies are their targets. Let's be honest. The trophies are their targets.
0: Yeah, yeah. No and, and Derek, no I think the belly gunner win will, will will do wonders for Water. I I think this is kind of a statement. I think it's, it it was huge for Limerick when the pair won the other Ireland club. Mm-hmm. I could see a similar effect in in, in Water. Just to touch on exactly what you said there.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the way in it's which different. they won it. You know, the way the way in which you win it gives you kind of an almost an an an, an edgy or psychological kind of advantage. You know.
3: Yeah. and I'll just throw in will there be in the tree in Munster
1: because <laughs> it's all you know, it's and listen I think Anthony when you're looking at that you have to look at the draw like Waterford have tipped at home in their first match right mm. I don't think Liam Carl has lost a match in West Park since he's a goal right yeah. I could be wrong on that, now that I'll have to be correct, corrected on that but um, Waterford and Tip in the first match and remember this we're going down to the Gaelic grounds the Saturday night after that to play Limerick mm. <laughs> you know <laughs> you I know, also, to finish up in Ennis we need to have two points going down and we finish up in Ennis Like, will, will four points be enough to get you through this year you know will, 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 you know that's, it could be Pressing a head-to-head in. going into Ennis you just don't know but that's for another show so it's
3: you... fascinating <laughs> Cody Cody probably going to Parnell's Saturday night we'll call on the um, Belly Hill contingent Marco um, I see they had an under-21 final I'm not sure the result of it the last year's under-21 final obviously had to be held over they would have had a fair under twenty-one team, but I, you know, meeting Dixborough I don't know if he any cop the result on that. I would get it yeah. there somewhere, but yeah. they had it on Saturday. yeah. yeah. so obviously they, a couple of their younger lads were ruled out as well. But I'd say he'll have him back yeah. maybe for the weekend. But he got an easy win again yesterday, Mark, and he's experimenting all over the place. Yeah,
2: and produced another another far with Tommy feeling yesterday to get a couple of goals for him over of, of nowhere. another another for the rabbit out of the head, a typical Cody. But you know, he, he said you know that. He's really looking forward to the league match because these matches are great preparation for the championship. And that has always been his mantra for the last 20 years is his concentration and focus in the league where something certainly don't hear, we'd always say, Ash the league doesn't really matter, it's all about the championship, but he's always, always put an emphasis on the league and that's what makes him a great manager at great County as well. Um. I was looking out for my buddy, uh, Paulie Welsh, that's the forward from the fantasy team, and All I see right. he wasn't even playing. So I was like, oh, Jesus, but um, you're no, still ahead, don't worry, game. we'll hear
3: about it before we go off the air.
2: <laughs> 228 is a big score to put up, and um, the game was tight on the doors, but Kilkenny's class, um, think was level at half time, but there was a solid four points up, uh, playing against the Breeze, but Tommy feeling got a goal in each half, so. I, I, I think, look, for Kilkenny, they're not the force that they used to be before, Anthony. They have an awful lot of ordinary players. And they just need to squeeze every bit out of what they have now. They don't have the luxuries that they used to have. That would say we would have come up against, like, you know, that they'd have five or six that The weakest forward could still end up getting a goal in two or a goal in three. So, um, but look. When you'll have Kilkenny beat, you'll have a big job done because they are they're they the aristocrats at the end of the day. But um you know, there are four teams in length at the moment. The Dogs, Kilkenny, Galvin, so rex or does any tree come through? I think I think the three come out of there. So um you know, we just have to wait and see how it plans out. But you know, would, could it happen that Kilkenny may not get through the qualifiers this year? Could happen, but maybe as Derek said, well ago, it might be for another day.
3: Yeah, I'd say we'll chat after we see him Saturday night in Parnell. I'd say he'll come, the little spittle will be in the hands there early on, and he'll be rubbing on I'd say, on night, unless the temperatures fall. You see him doing do that, that you trouble. Yeah, you can see him doing that, you're in trouble. Um, um, and Derek, just to, like Claire obviously put up a big score against Offaly for a finish, but I was following that on Claire of M with Fergal Hagerty and Derek Lynch. Um, and like you were kind of getting scared coming to the last quarter, but then once Claire got the second goal, I think um they blitzed it and obviously tk back but awfully you're going to face into the joe mcdonough no, not only because we're looking at the way answering but for leash it's a worry isn't it the scores are getting away from him. i know you have an involvement there still with the minors maybe but um it's a worry that like they shouldn't be shipping that them sort of and after you know a good old start against tip where they were but just the last two days i've got away from them completely
1: yeah and even looking at the score difference there you know what There seems to be an optimism there based on on the first performance against Tip, albeit a bad night in Port Leash. And then it's kind of, you know, when you ship a beating like you do against Waterford, and then on the back of that, then yesterday, it's look, it's a hard place to go. (laughs) I was in first year, there's no point in that I can empathise completely. (laughs) Uh, First year in 14, we we went down to Ennis Clare, all Ireland champions, beaten by 25 points. The following Sunday in in Kilkenny, beaten by 22 points. You know, it's not easy. So this Derek
3: McGrath, what I like to say?
1: Yeah, look, there's a balance to be found though between, yeah. you know, between trying to lift the spirits of a group. You know, the example of that last year I'd say was Westmead in terms of Shane O'Brien was able to go and win the Joe McDonough on the back of some heavy pummelings. In, in, um, you know, so I think Cheddar will be looking to just pick up one of those big, you know, Eddie Brennan type results that Leash got. Under Eddie in the championship, I think yeah. that's 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 what he would be looking to, you know. And and I think it's that's why even looking at the draws, you're kind of trying to predict who will come through. You think is it our Dublin playing Leash in the first match, or Dublin playing Westmead? You know, you kind of you're you're looking at the possibility of that, but it's it's very hard in a managerial role, right? Role to keep the outside outside and and keep it positive in there. So you're probably just looking at picking up crumbs of comfort from from some of the performances, you know. and, and that's the reality of it. So it's it's. You know, because you don't want to change your principles. Then around a lot of people say, "Oh, you should go back with ten at the back or eleven at the back," which Leach didn't play well against Wexford last year. If I remember their approach in Olin Park, yeah. I mean, they kind of changed their approach yeah. and they had a spirited end to the year. So I'd say it's just the dirt. It, there's a there's a, a gap in the quality, and and that's the reality of it. And and the best of the lads are involved in Leach, but they just have to keep working to to, to bridge that gap.
3: Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. Larry has informed us that actually Dixborough downed Belly Hill by one twenty four to two twelve. So worrying times ahead for the Shamrocks. Uh, not. Um, mm-hmm. but uh lads, uh um yeah, just good, just needed win, Clear needed to win. Claire needed to win they got it done. We're not going TJ relax. But uh
0: you did you want to talk about that match, Steve? I will do, yeah. No, I was Sorry. going to say to you next weekend, I just see there, there's actually there's a host of action between Saturday and Sunday on TV next weekend. Uh, mm-hmm. Dublin Kilkenny is on, Carton Galway is on, Mead and Dublin in the Ladies Football League final is on on Sunday, Waterford Tip is on in the league, Clare versus Limerick is deferred, the, uh, the RTE are showing the All Ireland Intermediate Club Camogie final between Salt Hill and St. Rhinus, Leishan Antrim is on as well in the Hurling League, the Senior Hurling League Ladies final is on. Sorry, the senior club Camogie final between Ular Tabella and Sarsfield on. and then there's a highlights program on Sunday night trying to cover all that. So a host of action and plenty so of We don't need hurling TV. Well, this would be a typical example of hurling TV where you get to see the likes of Leeson and Tom playing yeah, in, in the game. See, and it's, it's, the great, ball. It?
3: It's, it's the bog ball. It's the ball. you can't like we myself and we're watching the Sunday game last night during the coach and and. Uh, I said, I we could, it'd be better if it was longer. I said it's two hours to show, but of course, half of it has to be
0: dedicated to, to football. football. Yeah, so it's plenty of, yeah. But there's opportunities to see Leash and Antrim and, and Kilkenny and Claire as well. Yeah, Claire, yeah. I suppose, the key thing. For All Claire, the fellas
3: in their middle ages with the features are back on TV next week now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <Right
0: on. laughs> Sounds good. Um, the good news for Claire Dale is you've got your big players back, which is very important. Obviously DK, yeah. massive, massive player. Uh, Two twelve, Peter, Peter Dogan, yeah, as well. No I man, I know 212 is a massive score, but we've kind of 20 Kelly and 212 has become kind of uh, part of the, yeah. the stable diet, but Shanaher, uh, when he yeah. came
3: on at halftime was a big
0: uh, Mark Rogers, a big
3: loss. We we're waiting on the news from that knee scan from the Fitzgibbon. Um but maybe for Gegerty he said in his co-commentary, maybe there's a bit more symmetry to Shanahor Mehan. And me, he had a great game yesterday. They couldn't handle him at all. you know, the big men, the small men, and you could play Mark Rogers anywhere. Like play Mark Rogers at eleven, you know, you, no worries. And maybe with TK, as he's been playing the last couple of years, corner forward as well. But coming out, like Shannon can catch it. Like there's not. Yeah, a very good leader, yeah, yeah, yeah. He just he just needs to be finish him, better. If, if, if a,
0: he adds a finishing piece to his game, he'd be really, really good into yeah. the forward. No doubt about that. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's Did John the like back centre
3: back again. I suppose is the thing, you know. I don't know. He was he looked good to me in the forwards against Wexford. looked a bit ring rusty, but looked to be a threat. Again, I, I the old we, device, yeah. you know, we we'll find out a bit more. I think next next Sunday again, like you know, because the Limerick <laughs> will be coming as full a team as he has now because the Offaly match, which you respect offly for McFenley. The worry is the amount of goals they're conceding. I think they were much better now yesterday from what I can gather. We I will see a bit of it tonight in the highlights and on TG Car, but much, much better, way more up for it. Uh, but still, the four goals, again, it's, it's the goals conceded as the worry. And um, they, they just have a couple of games now to try and work on that um, and, and maybe shore that up before they start to John McDonough because we can see the likes of Antrim, Arcaiple, putting up a decent score. Um, and Westmead, even yesterday, and the results in 2A, I suppose, big wins for Kerry, especially, I think. Um, and the Kim Oily boys just coming back onto the bench yesterday, a big win. Against Carlo, Westmead, a huge win. Joe Fortune getting a good twist there, along with Stephen Malumphy and Kerry. And uh, down beaten. So you've, you've three teams there on four points. And it looks like Westmead down next Sunday is a huge game there because Kerry are at home. Uh, to me, you'd expect them to win. So the winners, of the other ones likely maybe to be the final, not, not jumping too far ahead. But. Um, so it's a great weekend, massive weekend to look forward to again, lads, next week. Um, great games, as you said, TJ. What a feast on TV. Uh, I know I'll be in Parnell. I know I'll be back tennis hopefully, for Sunday. Um, and uh, mad looking forward to that. Uh, the fantasy hurling um, has a similar role. Obviously, none of us could make um, changes. So our own league, Derek, obviously, you're saving your powder for the um, championship fair play. Um, 808 points uh, Mark Landers I'd be delighted with 784 it's a big week for Mark because there's, a, there's transfers, there's two games to go, there'll be no more transfers so, Mark, are you planning big changes or has Patsy Mull to be consulted first? Uh,
2: we, we, we leave the um, Patsy Mull, there was also the Patsy Mull in the first half of this competition so <laughs> i will have to go to my uncle Charlie Charlie's, Charlie's good, eight but... years of age and I, I'd be relying on him now to, to get me through this weekend, you know. So yeah. But what I couldn't believe is that I didn't pick up a couple of pints from Cotton Manion and Patrick Welch and Stephen Bennett to hit six points only out of 322, and he's my captain. I was expecting double pints. But anyway, Dale, I'm actually just really, really happy that you must have some you must have some lump in your throat to say to be looking at that to see I'm top of the table after you give me a couple of wooden
3: spoons for the last couple of years, like? Well, your um, teammate, your double scores with your teammate, Johnny McGrath, you're listening <laughs> to <laughs> get, want to get your life in order. I'm very happy, hey, Mark. Man. I'm playing well. It's just you're playing exceptional stuff. Uh, Larry yeah. Larry was the big hitter for the week, though. one of the top scorers in, in the country, I think. 237 points. Don't know how he does it. He... He's asking me there before we went on the airs or transfers this week there and I said, the captain will be a big pick this week, Larry, because one big showing from a guy here could twist this. Anyway, we, we look at that. Uh, our listeners, uh, our own league, uh, Tony O'Brien um, from Galtier Rovers and Tip, going well, uh, got 190 and has 826. Mark your fourth on that, I think I'm about... Sixth or seventh. Seven. Um, so we're delighted with ourselves there, Mark. The way we're going, especially <laughs> you know, I'm getting a nosebleed
2: I'm up soft
3: down the table. I know, I know. And I think Tony is about third on the overall table, which is so we're well up there, lads. And and uh, we'd love to see you winning the overall Mac. So your changes this week now. I mean, if you win the overall Mac, this will be some kudos for the show. Like that's what I'm gonna say. <laughs> so um, and it will be unbelievable, it'll be I'd be ringing Cheddar to say, Cheddar, things are bad at the moment. But <laughs> Landers was absolutely septic at fantasy hurling. Cheddar, you can get this it's back. Fantasy hurling, yeah, yeah. Get yeah, Pam all yeah. up for a few nights to coach the Limerick seniors and or the Leash seniors. And uh, you'll, you'll be back on track, Cheddar, there. Because if you yep. can. Uh, it, it yeah, it'll, it'll, be, it'll, it'll be a bigger be, result, as Larry has just said. It'll be bigger than Leicester winning the Premier League, Mark, if you win this.
0: 5,000 to 1. 5,000
3: to 1. <laughs> Fellas, we're on about how do you winter and how do you winter our league, and I was saying to them on Twitter. Now we there's a rumor that sneakily you've gone on Twitter under a f- false name, and that there's a rumor going around about that. But I know how true that is now. But
2: um, I can confirm or deny it, but um, I am going to I'm not going to relent right to all your fans, your twenty eight thousand fans out there who are repeatedly asking you to get land on Twitter. I am not relenting, Dela. How do you know that now?
3: How do you know that they are? Uh, I have a couple of spotters. You'll be surprised.
2: Anything you say, I get it. You have a couple of moles, right? There's moles.
3: I must check if if there's someone with a a handle called uh, The Queen Toothpicker or something out there. Uh, Twitter handle. (laughs) (laughs) You'll get caught. We'll catch you. We'll catch you. i tell you. I I go investigating on that. Um. (laughs) Good stuff, uh, make your changes wisely. TJ, you've turned in the towel at this stage. You're championship orientated now, it's the league.
0: Uh, I came and rolling in the championship last year, and getting more of a championship. Man, oh, how the people have changed. Mako, you can see the whites of our
3: eyes yet oh, before really? the years old. I can tell
0: one you that. <laughs> the flag, oh, the you flag be will back. be up there. Well, what would be disastrous, no, Marco, would be if either Larry or Dale passed you over If you know and so you better choose. Oh, you know That'd be you. sweet. You'll never get into it, so there's a bit of pressure
3: on you. I am going. i would be, be
0: your
2: bar, the, Go on. i would be expecting a phone call out from me to yourself or for a bit of advice there. Like, you know, Stephen Bennett is my captain. I got a great twist out of the last, and you know, i not so good this weekend, but I want one who's them them just with me. Yeah, was Austin, was Austin hitting the freeze, uh, Derek?
1: I think I think Austin put a few all from 110 or on 120 yesterday, so I think he stayed in the mode Then you know,
3: I think that's what happened. I have Austin on my team, he, he's, he's keeping me going. He's keeping me going. Uh, he's, he's playing some stuff. Um, we'd have to say, lads, we had a great day last Friday. Was, we had a great road trip. Uh, fair play to your TJ for for uh, collecting me and dropping me back to Limerick. Fair play to Elish for bringing me to Limerick. Uh, but I really enjoyed, really enjoyed the day. He might. You might, Marco, you might explain what, what we were at.
2: Yeah, so um, I suppose as the listeners know, the the, the the too old, too slow, too for social racing club is on its way. Um, we were lucky enough that we had a, a member of the committee, as we call him, I hope he'll be, he'll be recommended and seconded, Jim Dyle organised uh, a meeting for that us man. to meet Jim Balger, the great that Jim man. Balger at his home. Um, at quarter past eleven last Friday morning, so we we had an early road trip, and you put you back in your box a few times about Christy Ring and Billy Rackard. <laughs> he had great words of encouragement about your buddy David Fitzgerald as well, didn't he? Fair enough. Like.
3: Sharp buckouts, john Log, if you're listening, sharp puckouts is not his thing. Jim wants to no, go along.
2: Definitely.
3: There was very little talk about
2: horses, to be fair. It was all about hurling and
0: short buckouts and tactics and How well, did you get out with the press ups Mark up to 6 I happen, yeah? I'm did up to 6 you, you I got a... 3
3: the first morning he, he can do 100 press ups every morning Derek Jim Bolto
0: 100, 100 press ups yeah. oh, man sweet. is nearly 80 <laughs>
3: so we, we, we're just going to have to get moving that. also <laughs> then we Would went up to Willie McCreary as well fantastic uh, welcome there that's the flat side of things we have to do a road trip now for the national hunt side of things as well. Um yeah. But it was I, I really enjoyed it with a bit of lunch or a bit of late. Landers had a steak, he was starving, and um he had another steak that evening. <laughs> Where were we on Newbridge or
2: somewhere? I ended up I ended up in Kildare actually. I, I ended up in Jessica Harrington's stable then at eight o'clock the following morning. So oh, geez, what we happened? were treated to, to a tour of uh, Jesse's and uh Kate. Our daughter was there as well. So we had a fantastic morning there and discussing Moscow Flyer. of was a great uh, great tribute to Moscow Flyer in the place and all the races that he ran over his career. But we talk about professionalism, lads, you know, and, and about getting things right and so different to, to GA about preparing horses and getting their attitudes right and um, keeping them in a happy environment is exactly the same with GA players. If you have a happy if you have a happy not you will get the maximum out of those players. They're not all going to be your Austin Gleesons or the Bockers. There's a lot of the ordinary fellas there, but, uh, you know, when they go to war, any day you just want the maximum and let them win what they can win. So we had a magnificent, I suppose, day and a half, I suppose, in my respects, but we did fantastic, fantastic day. And there's a huge GA hint to what we're doing as well because William McCreary is a farmer. Kildare footballer and obviously Jim Balger is a huge, um, huge advocate of GA, and myself and TJ were lucky enough to play in his uh, cancer research uh, fundraiser in Newbridge on a number of occasions, and we, the, the racing show. club will also be, the racing club will be aligning itself towards charities as well, and cancer being one of them because we, we think an awful lot of the members um, will have been touched by cancer down through the years, so. We will be aligning ourselves. And um, the colours, we're expecting that that some of our um, people, and and Jim Doyle's doing a lot of work in the background, and there will be an email going out on Facebook and Twitter and the media platforms, and we're asking people to show an expression of interest to give us a view as to how many members that we'll have to cater for. So um, lots of exciting things happening on the radio.
0: Basically, Derek, what we're trying to do here is set up a club that follows a couple of horses. So we're going to try and link GA people over the country. And the base we have a couple of horses in a couple of different stables. And we make it a kind of a social network. And it's kind of a, just a group of GA people up and down the country, all being part of the one club and kind of have, and going following a horses. So we might have 500 people in the stand in Goran Park or Limerick or Cora someday, roaring our heads off for a horse and trying to get him home. And you never know. Maybe we might we, have taken on a, a horse from a different county. But... To talk about horses there, I was actually in the Bulls once um, doing a tour, a great place to go to as well. Delaware. And You know he's linked with um, Bruce Springsteen, Enda the, there himself does a good link there with him, kind of training his daughter, jumping and all that. right? But uh, on the back of Enda's truck, he told me that he put uh, the words born to run, basically, but the horses. So there was one particular day he said that he had a horse running I think Clarny or something. And um, anyway, the horse, this particular horse didn't run so well. So, on his way home, I think he pulled into some garage for a cup of tea, right? And it was kind of a dirty old day. So, the back of the truck, he had the words born to run, right? And there was kind of a little bit of dirt after coming onto the back of the truck, right? So, while he was in getting his cup of tea, some smart dude, obviously, who had no one done during the day, right? He wrote the words slowly underneath born to run. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could see it coming when you were saying it. <laughs> Barring to run slowly, but hey, you were telling me story. Actually, go. on that point, yeah, we, uh, this, this one, weekend, Dillo, I'm actually doing a Cheltenham preview night on Saturday night for uh Fittemore and Belly Breaking GA clubs it's on in the, in the Hunting Lodge this Saturday night, so some people will say that I probably know as much about horses as I do about hurling. so i draw your own conclusions from, the, from that particular seven. but there's plenty of GA and horse racing memorabilia, so that's on this Saturday night in the Hunting Lodge yeah, I think you're on 8 O'clock or whatever, so a bit of crack. You up,
3: give me a link, link me to it on Twitter there, will you? And I'll I'll give it a spin for you. I
0: I, I, I love it. And actually, I think
2: so like, Growler Daily, Growler Daily would have been on to you as well. Anthony, he it texted was. me there last week about Cheltenham. Uh, fun that he has. I think there's Liz Morgan is, is is behind us. Oh, Jesus, don't tell me it's another Come
0: break.
3: <laughs> Come here. Um. I don't, know, I don't know if I'll do that for Growler Because I, I got too many slaps off Liz Morphill Over the years I, I don't know if I'll do that at all like, Growler will do it for you I'll do it today actually I'll have it off you today I know he wants to get it rolling TJ go on Fogra Fogra
0: last one, last one for today I promise on, on Friday night after our road trip I actually was um, doing a present, presentation of medals With FNGA Who won the Intermediate Championship How in, do you do it all TJ? Like, I don't know I don't know, I don't know, I don't know uh as a lot of people tell me a good at talking shite but anyway um <laughs> they had a brilliant presentation night uh they did a good, did a good win and um i just had li- listened to different people in the room plenty of people interested in the horse racing syndicate mark will be to know from Effin. even Nikki quaid has a good old interest in in, in, the, in the ggs and what will be a part of it which would be good for us but there was one particular story Effin are a very small rural ga club as you've got loads of them up and down the country and just to keep the show on the road there for a good number of years. They've had a brilliant last 10 or 15 years, but plenty of times through the 80s and 90s, they would have struggled and struggled to make teams. But Mike, Carl was telling me one particular story and that I have for the listeners to see if it can be beaten in the early or just the late 80s, right? They were playing an under 14 match one day and he only had two cards and he fitted 14 under 14 players in his escorts to go to the game. He actually has the pitcher. And the plaque from the 14. The 14 players later got together to give him a plaque just about for his, his dedication to get the players to the game. So the challenge is, from back, you couldn't do it now, you'd probably get jailed for carrying that many players in the car, right? But can anybody piece 14 under-14s in the one car with their gear bags?
3: I think my old teacher, RIP John Henley, attempted what School League One did. One of the teachers was out sick and, and he brought the whole school league team in a Beetle, a Volkswagen Beetle. Now <laughs> we were probably under 12, maybe, but I think he brought us all to Clooney for a match. I don't know how many now. Might have been 11, or 12 aside, maybe, school league, I don't know, 13 aside anyway. But uh, yeah, there's those there great stories back in the day, uh, those ones when cars were scarce and, and that, you know. Um, great stuff. Uh, Marco, study hard during the weekend. Well, you won't study hard, but. Pamel, will you be listening? And he's getting to get information. know, oh, I'd say even Kyle McFerrin up in one i know, will be sending the, the information from from the from the organizers. But Kyle, Kyle, I'll be checking the scores very closely next week to know who's scoring what.
2: I can't be revealing my sources there. Though, but just <laughs> there's an awful lot of fellas out there want to keep you off the top spot. I hate saying that now and I just well, have to be
3: beneficiary well I'm always on the podium in anyway, America I don't finish bottom one year and, and win it the next year I'm up there I'm up there and consistent I right? you know we'll see we'll see As as TJ said we don't worry about the league but I wouldn't mind pipping you as well in two a few weeks time on this
0: I could see I could see it happening. I could see it happening
3: <laughs> all right great stuff. sorry larry we went we we went to 140 again larry we just can't help us um was the bell going off and then a salvation was the name. I us there. We couldn't hear Mark. It was the blessing of the Derek, Derek, The next time you're on with us, will you just raise the bell, Mark is talking about Cock. <laughs> if Cock win the All Ireland, I'm giving up this. I just tell you now, Larry and Tony Lean and everyone, the I'm giving up this. If Cock win the All Ireland, I heard it, or else he's gone and we're getting someone in instead of him. <laughs> Go on. Great stuff, lads. Thanks a million, Yurik. And enjoy next weekend. uh, uh, TJ, I'll see you in the park, TJ.
1: Alliance.
0: Supporting all 32 counties through the Alliance Leagues.